Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and this is the Puppy Training Principles Podcast. Alright, so today um, I want to talk about how to talk to your dog without saying a word. Far too often people think that words is how, how you train a dog. Words are usually the last thing we add to dog training. So without saying a word, it's way more important to use your body language. And often that uh, is a foreign language to many of us. So as an example, uh, I, I've had knee problems my entire life, my entire 37 years of life. So not very long, but I've had knee problems that have, have bugged me. And if you've had knee problems, you understand um, they're just not fun. I mean, every step you take is painful in some way. Had them as a kid and just thought it was growing. And then, you know, I got a little better in my 20s. And then uh, toward the end of my 20s, started to get bad again. And because of that, you start gaining weight. And so I'm always trying to stay healthy. But knee pain is like the bane of my existence. And I'd kind of just decided that this is the way life was going to be. And I figured there was no way out of it. This is just... This is how, you know, I'm defective and my knees are going to hurt. So I, I was working with a trainer and while I was working with a trainer, uh, it started to get worse and I was just like, I, I can't do this. And she said, hey, there's this physical therapist I know. He's really awesome and he's way good at what he does. Why don't you go see him? And I was like, sure, because I can't keep exercising. This is not working and, you know, what do I do? Do I just... Uh, take up swimming or something like that so maybe it's healthier and easier on my knees and I go to this physical therapist and he did he ran some tests and he said okay look <laughs> he said you are deficient <laughs> in a nice way he said you have your your feet roll in when you step and I was like so big deal and there's some fancy term some pronation something something um, but Basically, what he said is, look, when you do that, it makes it so your legs aren't straight and your kneecaps kind of wiggle around in there. And so you have bruised cartilage under your kneecaps because of the exercising and things like that. And uh, even walking would do it because my bottom of my feet would rotate in as I with every step I take. And he said, there's two simple ways to work on this. There's surgery won't work. He just told me that straight up. He's like, There's, surgery's not what you need. Um, what you need is probably some orthotics would make a world of difference. Those are little things you put in your shoes, if you didn't know, right, that are going to lift my the arch of my foot up so that the, it brings the floor basically to my feet on the inside of my feet, brings it to that sooner so that when I step, it's more flat, like a normal person. <laughs> um, and the other thing is to strengthen those muscles all around your knees and your hips, and that will help to encourage uh, that uh, correct movement of your knee and I worked with him for a while and we 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 ordered these orthotics and when they came in and I started wearing them there was an immediate difference and because it's bruised cartilage it takes a while to heal but he's just saying look this is going to change things and it's been like a month now and I am beyond stoked like this is awesome uh, it's so weird to like go up steps or down steps and not have knee pain and it's so different to be able to walk and like I, I take my orthotics out and I feel weird now because I'm like, this is awesome. And it wasn't a huge difference in my world. I'm some like my, my son, for example, his are way worse. I needed to figure something out there. But for me, it it wasn't that big of a deal, but enough that it hurt. 
and changing just a mechanical change, changing the way the motion that my body took made it so that that pain went away. Now, a lot of us, are we experience pain every single day, usually more emotional pain when it comes to like our dogs and some of the things we're trying to train or things that aren't working or even with an older dog, we have this, this, this pain that happens. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's a physical, mechanical change a lot of times. So, excuse me, I've done past podcasts before about how if you have these three things then you can fix almost any problem. The three things are the right tools, the right technique, and enough consistency. You can change pretty much any problem. And dogs have different ceilings kind of based on their own ability, just like humans. But with the right tools and the right technique and enough consistency, you can change pretty much any behavior and improve upon your state of being. And... This, you know, the, the middle one, the technique part, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, the technique part is really why you get a trainer, isn't it? This is why you have a dog trainer because you say, uh, it's not working. I need to fix the problem. And they, that trainer might say, hey, there's a tool problem. I do that often. People come in with the wrong tools that are really just <laughs> bad tools that are communicating falsely with their dog. And I say, you got to change this. And that's part of the battle. And of course, you've got to do the reps. That's part of the battle too. There's really, I tell people, there's no way around the reps when it comes to dog training. Either we can do it for you or you've got to do it, but there's got to be reps. You've got to practice. You've got to go through the motions. And I think it's pretty much the same for us in real life, in human life, I should say, too. We've got to, we've got to be consistent if we are ever going to be good at something. But if you have the wrong technique and you're still consistent and you still have the right tools you're not going to get there. It's not going to fix your problem. So this is why people go to a dog trainer, right? They go because they say, ah, I need help with technique. And the, <laughs> the technique's what makes them really a professional. But what's even more important, especially with dog training, what's even more important is can they teach you that technique? Because it's all good and fun if a dog trainer can do it, but if they can't teach you that technique, or at least teach your dog that even if someone has crappy technique that they need to follow what they're asking them to do, then what's the point? Because we're, we're working here with a living creature, and that's awesome, right? Dogs are amazing. We're working with a living creature, so there's an innumerable amount of variables and situations that can happen. So there's no possible way as a trainer, that I can reenact all of those situations. I'll give you a quick example. If I'm going to be taking a dog on an airplane and dropping it off to somebody, um, how often do I get to just randomly take a dog on an airplane to prep for that? I, I don't. I can go to the airport. I can work on escalators. I can work on moving sidewalks. But I don't get to simulate a plane taking off. So you have to do a bunch of things and principles that you hope are going to transfer over. Now, that's how you train a dog. Now, if we're talking with a person, though, we're changing the mechanics of how we do that training. And that's what makes the difference. Now, we're talking, we're talking about a different species here. So don't feel bad if you're like, well, man, I just am not good at this. Because it's a different species. It's a different way of communicating than we are really used to. That's all there is to it. Uh, there's all sorts of things we do. Like we, it's it's like a foreign language, right? We're we're just communicating in a different 
way in a different language with a different species. So I'm telling my trainers all the time. I talk to my trainers. I'm saying, look, we need to train dogs. Yes. And here's the cool thing about dogs. I wish I was like this. (laughs) I really do. The dog always changes. The dog always changes. When we say, hey, that option, that biting thing or whatever, that doesn't work in a way that the dog understands and communicate that, that is fair and balanced to a dog, then a dog says, oh, well, if that doesn't work, I'll try this. And you're like, bingo, that's what I wanted. And they change. It's so amazing. Like that whole idea, the adage of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, please. They're, even when they're 15, if it doesn't work anymore, they'll change. Now they might be holding on to something like, hmm, maybe that's an option. But they change. <laughs> I wish I was that cool. I wish, I wish I was like, man, this isn't working. I it took me 37 years of my life before I realized that there was still an option to change to for my knees, right? Like, th- this is so amazing to me. Like, you're just you're kind of like hitting yourself in the head. Like, why did it take me so long to just be like, I got to find the right person and they'll tell me the right thing. And here it is. Now, knees are knees and the human body also wears out. I get it. Okay. But I am like on cloud nine right now excited because possibilities are opening up that I I thought, you know what? Running's never going to happen again. And I, you know, hiking, I love hiking in the mountains here in Utah, but it just hurts. My sons want to go hiking and I'm like, Oh, can you guys just go by yourself? (laughs) Cause it hurts my knees. And now I was like, Oh, this is a, this is an opportunity. This is a chance again. There's a possibility. It's so exciting. So I tell my trainers, Sorry, back to that. I tell my trainers that we train dogs, yes, but we really train people. If we want long-term success, we've got to train people. So whoever you go to for dog training, and I highly recommend it, whether you do our online training or not at cornerstonepuppy.com, it's usually best combined with a live trainer, but we think it's pretty darn good without. We've tried to do everything we could to help teach technique, even if you don't have... A live trainer with you but when you go to a trainer make sure they are someone you feel like you can learn from and maybe you know they can say things in a way that you're like okay I get it and if you can't go to a trainer I have some other other examples and other opportunities for example like you could just say uh film yourself that would be a great way there's another if you don't have a trainer you're just doing an online version or online version or something like that film yourself Set a camera up and then notice what your dog does with your body language. How when you lean back, how your dog moves forward or you take a step back and your dog moves forward or you take a step forward and they shuffle backwards away from you a little bit. Or if you lean over and they cower or they jump up, it kind of depends on the dog and their temperament. Um, if you lean back, maybe they jump up or they get more confident, things like that. There's, there's little, those are the mechanics of it that I'm talking about. So one of the most frustrating things as a dog trainer, and this is what, when I hear somebody, if I hear someone say, oh, they're good for you, but when they go home, they'll be a totally different dog inside. I'm super frustrated because that's basically like saying you didn't train me good enough. Um, that tells me straight out, I need to do better at teaching the person the technique because if the dog does it for me they can do it for them it, it's not like i like this person better or this trainer's more strict than i can be um really it, it's not about a strictness it's just about communication 
And if they're saying that, then yeah, it, it's frustrating to me as a trainer because I know I've failed in teaching them. And I don't hear it very much, but when I do hear it, I'm like, ooh, come on, okay. And I automatically redirect toward the person because if the dog can do it, I know the dog's good. They'll do it for me, they'll do it for them. But if they say, oh, they're not, it's not working. So it's so frustrating, especially with puppies because puppies are hard. They're, they're way more crazy. They have less impulse control and ability to have impulse control and they're hard. And so there's a lot of technique involved. And sometimes people come and they'll say, oh, I've trained five different dogs and I've never had a problem. So this dog, there must be a problem with this dog. And, and that can be true too. But most of the time it's a technique issue. So when I say technique, um, changing technique, it's a change in motion. Okay. It's how you move your body in space, whether you move your arms, flow your arms out, um, whether you step back, step forward, we're talking about a different species again. So like they talk differently and it's really fun. If you video it, you get to watch that, you, you know, practice stepping forward and see what your dog does. Does their head go back? Do they lean back and look up more? Do they look down more? You, you can tell a lot about a dog. Like, are they kind of cowering under that pressure of you stepping toward them? You can uh, lean over them and see the same kind of thing. You can put your arms out wide towards your side in an inviting way and step back and see, where, are they going to jump on you? And if they go to jump, you can step forward and see if they get the message real quick. See if it's like, oh, whoa, you're taking too much space here. That's the technique in the motion. How you hold the leash, right? Do you, do you hold it in one hand, left hand, and loop it up? Or do you hold it like a bicycle with the hands down by your thighs when you walk? Um, those are little things that are more important than most people think and kind of are the tricks of the trade. So if you're struggling with problems that you've had for a long time, please know that there's hope. We fix issues in dogs all the time. We currently have dogs at our house that the owners would literally walk their dogs at 1 a.m. in the morning because that was their, the best chance they could get out, get their dogs some exercise without meeting any other dogs because they would just go crazy and pull on the leash and things like that. And they're hard to walk. They're, they're not easy. But we're always walking during the day. And that technique is changing things. And, uh, you know, some dogs give you a run for money, even as a trainer. That technique has to be really honed in for some dogs. And some dogs kind of get it quicker. But work on your technique. Make a change in motion. And help the pain go away. It can happen. And uh, open up tons of possibilities for you. All right, guys. You guys have a good Monday. And take care.